Paris Musée presents Once Upon a Museum. Use podcasts about the museums of Paris. What I like most in life is trawling around in Paris wherever I wish, taking a street on the right, an avenue on the left, running in the open air, and to be racing with the birds. Of course, freedom is priceless. Moreover, Paris hasn't always been a free city. What do you mean? Let's go into that big building over there. The one right in the middle of Place d'Enfer-Rochereau? Wow, this place is beautiful. It's big, it's high, it's white. Oh, there's also blue, white and red. We are in the middle of free France, in the liberation of Paris Museum, General Leclerc Museum, Jean Moulin Museum. Free France? Uh, does that mean that one day France was taken prisoner? Yes, it was occupied. By whom? And when? From 1940 to 1944, during World War II by Nazi Germany. Have you ever heard of it? Oh yes. The most devastating war in all of human history. World War II began with Nazi Germany, led by Adolf Hitler, invaded Poland, a country that France and the UK had promised to protect. On September 2nd, 1939, the United Kingdom and France, bound by agreements, declare war against Germany. Now for 10 months, France and the United Kingdom are alone at war with Germany. Later, Italy, Russia, the USA and Japan will go to war too. Then it truly will be a world conflict. Oh no, that's terrible. A few months after the start of the war, the French army is defeated. And in 1940, the Germans enter Paris. They settle everywhere and stay there for four years. As if they were at home. Paris becomes German and the French face terrible hardships and restrictions. So that's what we call the occupation. Those were very dark times. But in the night and the nightmare, there is always the hope of a light. And in the shadows, some resist. So they didn't all lose hope? Well, a small part of the population had agreed to collaborate with the Germans. The majority of the people did what they could to survive the terrible situation. They had to find means to feed themselves and escape the many hardships inflicted. And a minority chose to resist against the occupier. Should hope disappear? Is the defeat final? No. What are we hearing? Who is speaking? It is the General de Gaulle speaking to the French people. He took refuge in London, refusing the occupation of the Germans and the defeat of France and he did not plan on capitulating. Whatever happens, the flame of French resistance must not and shall not die. Wow, so thanks to General de Gaulle, the French resisted? Few compared to the entire population, but his speech inspired some, and four years later, the victory is finally here. But how was Paris liberated? Come on, let's find out. Oh, look, there's a secret staircase. Shall we go down? 
we're reaching the bottom of the stairs. Wow, looks like a secret hiding place. It's a shelter. It was built underground so that in the event of an attack, the insurrection could still operate. Look at the wall. P.C. Roll. This is Colonel Roll Tangi's command post. He played a key role in the liberation of Paris. On June 6, 1944, the Allies landing in Normandy give the signal for the Parisian insurrection. Who are the Allies? Well, the Allies are the countries fighting against the Germans. United States, United Kingdom, Canada. The Normandy landings restore energy and hope to all French people. And... On August 18, 1944, the insurrection in Paris begins. While the Allies have landed on the French coasts, Colonel Rolle calls for a general mobilization. He gives the order to put up barricades. Oh, and is it from where we are, from Colonel Rolle command post, that the Parisian insurrection was organized? Yes. From August the 20th to 25th, 1944, he leads the liberation of Paris from within the occupied city. The staff of the French Forces of the Interior, the FFI, is operating here, in the basement of Place d'Enfer Rochereau, right here under the museum. More than 600 barricades are quickly erected in the capital by hundreds of Parisians. They don't have a lot of weapons, but they use tree grates, cobblestones, old furniture. Meanwhile, General Leclerc's 2nd Armoured Division is about to arrive in Paris and to liberate it. The 2nd DB? Are they knights in shining armors? Almost. It was a troop of soldiers under the orders of General Leclerc. The first of the 2nd Armoured Division to arrive in Paris were soldiers from the Drone Column, and among them, Spanish Republicans. All Parisians are happy to see them and shake their hands. This is the start of the liberation. Such an exciting time for Paris. The Germans are losing more and more battles and withdrawal, but Paris remains occupied. We have to wait until the next day before... On August 25th, General Leclerc also arrives in Paris. He's the leader of the 2nd Armoured Division. Look at this notebook behind the window. It's an object that belonged to General Leclerc. Message book by Leclerc. Is it like a notepad for sending letters? Right. But did the post office work that well at the time for the resistance fighters to use it and exchange messages? Not at all. On the contrary. The post office was guarded by the Germans and it was very difficult to communicate and send messages to each other. Instead, General Leclerc had his message sent via a plane called Piper Cub. Instead of a carrier pigeon, the Piper Cub is a carrier plane. You're not far from the truth. The plane, the Piper Cub, had to fly very low so that as not to be spotted by the Germans. It delivered the message above the police headquarters where resistant policemen were holed up. The General Leclerc is telling you, Hold on, we're coming. Phew. On August the 25th, he keeps his word and arrives in Paris to settle in his headquarters at Gare Montparnasse. There are people everywhere in the streets. Is the war over then? No, 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 not yet. 
Germans are still in Paris, holed up in hideouts. So while part of the city is celebrating, in other neighborhoods, conflict is still going on. The Americans arrived at the same time as General Leclerc in Paris. To relive all that, at the Museum of the Liberation, there are images, video archives, and many kinds of documents. And there, look, it looks like a kid's essay from that time. It is Ginette Masson's homework, a nine-year-old, telling us how she experienced the liberation. She has a nice handwriting, it's easy to read. The day when the Americans came to Paris, it was the morning at 9 a.m. I wasn't up yet. I got dressed and I ran to see them on the avenue. Everybody was happy. I saw big tanks pass by and the General Leclerc as well as his soldiers. I shook their hands and some gave me chocolate. I gave them flowers. While everyone was celebrating, some people were shooting others in the crowd. Everyone ran away, but we went back again to cheer for them. Hooray, Hooray for the Allies! Allies, Americans, Spaniards, French, what a crowd! Well, it was a world war, don't forget that. We are in Paris, but this is everyone's story. The general of the German army, governor of Paris, von Choltitz, officially surrendered on the 25th of August during the afternoon. At last! That's it! Paris is free! But where is the great general who resisted and went to London? General de Gaulle. Don't worry, he also arrived on August the 25th and gave a speech at the city hall in Paris. Paris. Paris outraged. Paris shattered, Paris martyred, but Paris liberated, liberated by herself, liberated by her people, in concurrence with the armies of France, with the support and concurrence of the whole of France, of fighting France, the only France, the true France, eternal France. The next day, on the 26th of August, the General de Gaulle marches on the Champs-Élysées. What an incredible crowd! The Parisians are all there! Some are on the sidewalks, others on balconies, even on the roofs of buildings. There must have been millions celebrating the regained peace in the streets of Paris. Unfortunately, the liberation was not just a happy time because that's when people discovered the atrocities of the war. They were relieved, of course, but they were also sad and angry. It must have taken a long time to repair these horrible hardships on the people. Four years of occupation are coming to an end, but it's not all roses and flowers. It's blue, white and red. Look at this beautiful long white dress with blue, white and red sleeves and with an Eiffel Tower and a triumphal arch soon on it. It's a dress that a French woman, Marguerite Sabot, secretly made throughout the occupation with the hope of wearing it the day Paris was liberated. It's beautiful! It makes me want to dance at a Liberty Ball! And then this brooch here, made of blue, white and red fabrics too. It's a small patriotic bouquet. Everyone wears red, white and blue, 
the colors that were forbidden under the occupation, become the symbol of regained freedom. What a story! It's our history. We should remember to enjoy life of freedom and peace. Once upon a museum at the Liberation of Paris Museum, General Leclerc Museum, Jean Moulin Museum. A Paris Musée podcast produced with Pauline Copen, Elsa Denac, with the voices of Juliette Aver, Matthew Luret, Tania Matouk. Did you enjoy it? Discover the other museums through Once Upon a Museum. museum.